Hey everybody out there, this is Matthew with the Jio Nation podcast. This is episode 7, I think, or 6. I don't know, I'll find out when I go to the computer and upload it. Either way, this is going to be a real special one. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about what's been going on. Well, uh, today is... Um, I have trouble guessing days. When you're self-employed and you'd run your own business weekend, and you live in China, weekends kind of lose their power because, uh, one, uh, you can take business over the weekend uh, just because of the fact that you're self-employed. You don't punch a clock, you know. And two, um, it's China. So uh, the United States, which is uh, where I do a lot of my business, is uh, on the other side of the world. So oftentimes I'm just waiting for that side to pick up the phone or I'm waiting for my side to end. And uh, they kind of run together. Anyways, it is uh, Wednesday, November 4th at 3.45 p.m. And uh, Ryan is going to arrive today. Ryan's on a plane right now, uh, and I wonder what he's thinking. <laughs> and we talked. We talked yesterday, and he was having a going away party with his uh, with his family. His mom told me, uh, "You better bring my son back in one piece." <laughs> and I said, "Well, that's up to him, but I'll do my best." Um, it was interesting to hear him talk about uh, leaving home. Again, you know, he's he's a well-traveled guy, more than me, actually, as far as uh, uh, location count, I think, goes, but uh, or or on par with me at this moment. But but uh, he he's at home in the States and leaving and leaving for an unknown section of time. I did that a long time ago. You know, I did it once for the original leave, and then I did it again when I was able to visit back home and uh, said goodbye to everybody. Now everybody's just saying, when are you going? When are you going? When are you finally going? Um, so it's kind of funny to say I'm, I'm, I can sympathize with his feelings. And, and the other thing was, like, this tour has been put together – meticulously by me and for me and uh, Ryan's inclusion in it now creates a whole different world so his family are probably kind of viewing it like um, Ryan's going to go and join Matt's trip for a little while and they're going to run together you know so they're uh, relying on me now to kind of uh, take care of them I guess that makes sense whereas when I was going on my own it was just like all right. Good luck, Matt. <laughs> Jayo. <laughs> for those of you who are listening to this podcast for the first time, my name is Matthew Gallett. I'm traveling around the world, soon to be traveling around the world on a recumbent trike, starting from Ningbo, China, where I'm living right now and recording this podcast, and ending in Los Angeles five or so years later. Along the way on this tour, I am going to be carrying all my video equipment with me, living on the road, producing videos along the way, and documentaries about my life and the people that I meet and the places that I go. So um, it's a lifestyle I'm building for myself. 
and now with Ryan. Now um, he's on the he's on the plane, and I'm I'm also thinking about his thoughts, not only his family's thoughts, but his thoughts, and I'm sure he's he's going over things in his head. He's he's mentally preparing for this trip, and he's he's excited. Um, I'm gonna actually cut this podcast slightly short, and then continue it when he gets here, and we'll do our first partner podcast. Um, and then, and then combine these two together. Hopefully, he's arriving late, like 11 p.m. Maybe this podcast will continue tomorrow, and we can uh, join in on his uh, views and see if they match my predictions. So um, he wanted to ride a trike, um, and so I purchased a uh, Trident trike, a 26 uh for him to arrive here in Ningbo and arrive with him when he gets here. We were going to go to the factory and take a look at the assembly, and instead we decided to just uh, let it come to uh, come to our office in Ningbo. Now, this is a Trident Transport 26. It's a lighter weight, thinner uh, stock frame than my Scorpion 20FS, and uh, it doesn't have a lot of the bells and whistles. I have an, a planetary gear on the front and an internal speed hub on the back. He has a three-ring chain ring on the front and a nine on the back. So he's going to have uh, a variety of gear choices, but he's not going to have the security involved in having an internal gear system. It also means that his gearing system is a lot more simple. So that's a benefit. Uh, if my internal speed hub was to uh, go kaput on me, um, then it's not like I can go to the corner uh, bicycle shop and fix it. Instead, he's going to have a little bit more versatility with with uh, with in terms of of getting it getting it repaired. The uh, the original plan was to go to the factory in Shanghai. He was going to land in Shanghai and we were going to, I was going to pick him up at the airport and we were going to go to the, to the assembly factory. But, uh, it seemed to work out that we could just fly him here direct to Ningbo after he lands in Shanghai. And then, um, we just had the trike delivered to Ningbo. It arrived really quick. Actually, it arrived yesterday and I was able to open it up and, uh, take a look at it. Now, this is a little difficult for me to talk about because I, I don't know where to stand on this. I, uh, but I'll, I'll talk about it in the podcast, but I'll probably won't bring it up in the videos because I don't necessarily want to promote this, and I don't want to, um, I don't want to ruin anybody's name or 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 or, or um, talk but down about any brand, but. Uh, we have a thing here uh, where you buy goods. It's a lot like in America, we call it eBay, online, uh, online like auction or retailer. You have people from all over China or all over Asia that are selling goods on Taobao, and you can buy them, anything from a, from a drone to a screwdriver, everything. And uh, a while ago, Ryan said he'd really like a trike, but he didn't want to do the hassle of buying it in the States and then shipping it to China. He said, hey, is there any way I could get one online? So we worked together and looked on Taobao, 
And we fought, found this Trident trike. Actually, Ryan found it originally and passed it my way. Annie gave him a call and said uh, if they had any. Because as soon as I saw it, I thought, well, they're probably buying it from the States. And then they got to ship it to uh, China either way. Because that's what a lot of times you'll have people that will set up a store with foreign goods in China with stuff from the States or whatever. And then you'll say, oh, yeah, I want that. And then they'll say, oh, yeah, it'll be here in three months. <laughs> I've got to buy it. It's got to come here. And then i got to deliver it to you. And then they mark it up huge along the way. <laughs> so it doesn't really work that well. The strange thing about this Trident trike is it was about $1,000 cheaper in China. Now... When Ryan found this, uh, I just kind of – I didn't really do my back uh, investigation. I just kind of said, okay, well, is it available in, in to pick up here? Annie called, said it is. They have inventory here. And I said to Ryan, I said, okay, they got it here. If you want it, we can we can get it. And then he said, okay, well, uh, we'll, we'll get it around the time his visa came in because we weren't sure about whether his – his chances of coming to China were even real. So we just kind of found it, put, a, put, our, put our thumb on it, and said, okay, let's hold on until your uh, visa and your ticket arrive. Well, his visa and ticket arrived. And so Annie and I got together, and we found that uh, that we could go and get the, get the trike or have it delivered to uh, Ningbo. And the factory was an assembly factory, and the person selling the trike was an off-site company with no storefront. Now, now, let me preface this with everybody does business in China. Almost everybody. Everybody that wants to turn a profit and that doesn't necessarily have money to invest in their own factory floor in the States. Uh, it's, it's why I'm here in China oftentimes, or in my beginning stages, I, I I lost a lot of money doing business in China, priced myself completely out of the market that I was building for myself. And, uh, you know, I wasn't getting anywhere. The only way I could get anywhere was to make products in China. Now, these trikes that are uh, in the market, they're high-end machines and they're high quality. My, uh, my Scorpion is one of the best trikes you can buy. Uh, but... Its frame is made in Taiwan, um, and many of its components, many of its components, and many of the components that you have on your bikes or trikes or whatever kind of anything in your house even are made in China, whether you think so or not, whether it says assembled in the USA or not. Now, Trident Trikes, I, I met the guys when I was in Spezi. Uh, Spezi is a special uh, cycles uh, shop. Uh, special special shike, uh, special cycle show, uh, trade show in uh, Germany. I went there as an opening phase to get my new trike, the Tiger Duck, all uh, made up and uh, assembled at the HP factory. But I went to the Spezzy show and I met with the owner of Trident Trike, a guy from America, good guy, uh, good team. Uh, they seem passionate about their product and happy. And excited, and uh, the news online is very excited as well. And uh, so that's another reason I don't want to uh, tarnish their good name in any way. But um, it seems like they're doing uh, some of their production and assembly in China and then shipping the trikes to the States, doing some finishing touches, whatever that might be, and then delivering uh, you know, to their customers in the States. 
I uh, it seemed like they were a little bit more talkative that they were American made. They never mentioned that to me when I was there. It just they just felt like an American brand, and it seems like they have definitely a manufacturing leg in China. Um, because okay, so there was a couple of things here. If we if we bought the truck, there's a couple of factors here. The trikes like was about 1500 bucks US dollars and it's a transport 26 with a with uh, wheel fenders the rear rack and a mesh seat i uh, told Ryan he could probably get the mesh seat because it travels better and you can sweat through it and as opposed to like those plastic uh, formed seats that could crack and uh, that don't necessarily allow as much ventilation on your body so um we we, uh, I, I supposed there was a couple of things going on here. If the price is cheaper and it's the name of the product, one, somebody saw a market for a product that was made in the United States, duplicated its production in China, and are selling a fake, fake brand uh, for cheaper and selling it in China. Or two, um, the factory and assembly of the Trident trikes are actually here in China. And somebody from the factory has a deal with somebody who has a store on Taobao or the person at the factory does have a, have a store on Taobao and uh, does some side business on his own. Like he'll produce uh, – Trident wants uh, – Trident in the States wants 30 cycles and so he'll produce 32 – and then the, the the two he'll pocket and won't tell Trident Trike about it at all. Um, it's kind of shady, but it happens. It happens in Nike. It happens. That's a lot of the copy markets around here. The products are actually not copies. They're actually just overages that are flooding the secondary market to make money for the factory as a direct-to-consumer product as opposed to selling to the buyer in the wherever their client is and then reselling it. And most of the time, nobody ever knows. Uh, the market for trikes here in China are so small that they could probably sell a bunch here and no one would ever know. Unfortunately, <laughs> they're selling to Matthew of the Jio World Tour and his partner uh, who uh, are going to be promoting the fact that they've got it in uh, Shanghai and and promoting the fact that they're riding around on a Trident trike. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so when we decided that, uh, Ryan was going to, um, that Ryan was going to get a, uh, Trident trike and knew that he was going to fly directly to Ningbo and we weren't going to be able to stop at the factory, Annie and I just decided to get it and we got it to the factory and it arrived yesterday. And that's when I was kind of confirmed on my thoughts. The box came and it had Trident trike markings on it. Uh, all around. It had uh, a packing list from Trident addresses uh, in the States on the on the package uh, and then the shipping marks and everything. And uh, when I opened it up, it was a true to, seemed like a true to life Trident. Uh, I had never seen a Trident Transport 26 before. So it's not like I could say that is exactly what I remember. But I had seen some some of their products, and I do know trikes, and uh, it seemed like uh, it seemed like what it was supposed to be, <laughs> which uh, which was odd. And uh, now I'm at a dilemma. You know, do I do I call Trident 
and tell them that uh, it seems like somebody's undercutting you in China? Or do I just let it ride? On one side, it would be nice to actually have Trident as a partner on this trip because Ryan's going to be putting it through its paces and it could be good promo promo for, for the guys at Trident. On negative, they might be angry or frustrated that I uh, sort of went behind their backs and to, to get this less expensive uh, version of the same trike in, in Shanghai. That being said, it's Ryan and he doesn't have a lot of money and, and he felt like, wow, there's an opportunity for my budget to have a trike. And so he snatched it. So um, if Trident's out there and listens to this podcast, if you guys want to join and uh, take part in the tour and support Ryan as he travels with your name, uh, I think he would love that. And uh, we'll see how it goes. And uh, we'll just play it by ear. So uh, anyways, I, uh, I assembled his strike uh, in the office yesterday and, and uh, it went together pretty quick. It's funny how uh, one of the guys on Facebook after I posted a picture was like, how does it feel, Matt? You know, when you started, you have no knowledge of, of bikes or trikes and now you can throw together a <laughs> throw together your trike in, in a few minutes. And uh, he's right. He's right. It's funny how uh, how I've grown. He also said that he's like, you shouldn't have put it together. You should have let Ryan put it together because he definitely needs to understand his ride. And uh, and I understand that as well. As a matter of fact, when I put it together, one of the things I noticed was the hardware seemed a little lightweight. I'm not sure what these bolts are made out of that came with the Trident, but uh, I think that I'm going to replace them with some of the hardware that I got from HP in in, in uh, Germany. I actually have a whole set of um, bolts and screws and, and hardware uh, machine screws that um, that are a little bit, uh, I think, a little bit of a better quality. And so I also have Loctite that I took from the HP facility. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna have Ryan disassemble and take off all the stuff I I put together, and then just piece by piece unscrew, Loctite screw in, and then that'll give him an idea of how the thing came together in the first place, and uh, give him a little bit of insight into how it works. I told him that he better be prepared for that, and he kind of laughed and said, "Wow, I'm I'm absolutely not mechanically inclined, so this should be an interesting." Uh, an interesting test of my skills. So that, that that's kind of funny. So I put together his strike and, uh, you know, the, the, the chain rings and the derailer are frustrating. <laughs> I'm not used to having, you know, all these levers and, and, and adjusters and, and, and chains, you know, um, really changing in length, you know, as you're, as you're using the derailleur to go down rings and up rings. And, uh, I'm not used to that, you know, because the planetary gear in the front and the roll off on the back are fixed sizes. The, the shifting is internal. So it's not like it's going from a large ring or wide ring to a narrow ring. It's, it's all the same size, but, uh, with his, it's, it's going to need a little practice. I think that we'll go to my local bike shop when he gets here and uh, they will tune it up, oil up the chain because the chain came dry and uh, and just kind of get everything tweaked and show Ryan how to 
kind of, you know, adjust it, maybe lengthen the chain a little bit because the chain was a little short and uh, we'll get them, we'll get them ready. One of the things that I was not happy with on the on the setup when it arrived was the the luggage rack. I think that original stock luggage rack comes so that you can throw one of those lightweight trunk bags on top. It's not really, from what I could tell, made to hold really nice side panniers. And I have the uh, waterproof Ortlieb side panniers for recumbents that I had on my last uh, rig my first rig, and uh, I just, I I stopped using them, and uh, so um, I feel like, you know, Ortley donated those to the tour when I I was going on the trip, and I talked to them when I was in Germany and said, wow, I really like your bags, because they are really great bags, they just weren't, didn't work for the type of stuff I was loading them with, Uh, I talked about that in another podcast, I won't get into it again. But Ryan can definitely utilize them, so it'll it'll give me an opportunity to get some use out of them, and uh, kind of say thanks again to Ortley because uh, they've been good to me on the tour. So um, we put together the the uh, Trident, and uh, I, I went outside. Annie wanted the first ride, so she jumped on and uh, rode it around a little bit, and uh, I got on and. Rode it around a little bit and seems okay. Seems okay. There's no suspension, so the ride's a lot more stiff than than mine. Uh, the seat's a little smaller. Um, this, like I said, the stock is a little lighter. But uh, he's got the 26 in the back. I have the 20, so he should get a lot more length out of the out of each crank of the of the front chain ring, as as I would have gotten on the 20 inch rear. So um, yeah, yeah. Um, and whether it's uh, real or not, I, I have a, I have a real think that it, that it is a real Trident and a real real uh, real Transport Twenty Six, and Ryan was ecstatic when he found out. So, um, what do you guys think? Do you think I should talk to Trident and tell him what's going on over here? Tell him that I got uh, I got this Transport and that. Uh, you know, I could even tell him what who I sold it to, who sold it to me, and uh, try and earn some goodwill. I, I I feel a little bad because it's not really right to go behind someone's back, and but it's it's just the only way that we could get a trike in that budget and get it in China. It's just perfect storm. Otherwise, uh, Ryan be riding a bike, and he doesn't want to do that. Anyways, we're probably gonna leave around next week. Uh, so one more week here. Over the weekend, I want to ride with him, get him accustomed to riding the trike, uh, get a new rack, uh, luggage rack. Um, like I finished what I was saying, we I found a new luggage rack online. I'll probably buy it, and it'll 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 be more supportive for the uh, for the Ortley bags. So that'll be good, and uh, allow for a, a better top trunk too because I'm gonna if anybody saw my original videos the travelogue videos number one two or three up until you know late late in the in the in the last set of travelogues I uh, I had uh, a really nice gray trunk from Ortlieb and two side panniers from Ortlieb and uh, they treated me really well it would be really nice to utilize them for or for Ryan to utilize them too so so that's good anyways he's gonna arrive a little uh a little later uh late tonight um and 
I'm going to have him chime in. You know what? You know what I'm probably going to do? I'm going to upload this as a precursor to Ryan getting here because I don't know how long it'll take him to get settled in. And uh, I figure I'll just upload this and then uh, upload this like immediately after finishing it. And then he can kind of come in and we'll do a podcast together. How's about that? I think that's a good idea. Um, another cool thing, I'm, I'm actually recording this um, because I have an extra hour on my hand. I have an extra hour on my hand because um, I'm rendering a video. Uh, when you produce a video on your computer, um, you chew up a lot of memory when that uh, computer program's open. Um, so you're editing, you're putting in clips, you're moving things together, you're putting overlays and titles and things like this and changing colors and this, all this chews up, uh, uh, um, CPU, uh, on your computer. So when you're editing, you pretty much can't do much else <laughs> except edit, but you can still kind of work, maybe pull up a website, do some referencing when you're doing the, doing the editing. Now, when you're rendering, rendering is taking that project video that's all those little pieces put together, blah, 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 and making it into a movie. It, it's, it's, it's rendering. It's taking all of those pieces and making it into a final project. Uh, not even a final project, a final product. When it's doing that, it's pulling so much information from so many different places. Okay, I'm going to take this video, and, he, and Matt wants it here, and he wants this sound here. He wants it at this bit rate, and he wants it at this uh, uh um, resolution and he wants you know these kind of things to come in and these kind of things to work. It's basically composing the whole thing and making it a single file and that uses so much of your CPU. Your CPU basically goes to 100%. And it goes to 100% until you're finished with your project. And uh, it's finished with its project when it tells you it's finished. And right now it's about an hour and a half, it says left, until um, I can see the first revision of the Jio Travelog episode number 41, uh, I call it Reboot. And this is going to be a really, really cool travelog. Not only is it going to talk about the accident, but it's going to go through all the things I've been doing uh, up until today. It's not going to talk about Ryan, but it definitely fills in a lot of stuff. I've talked about it in the last uh, podcast. I won't get into this again, but it's rendering the first uh, version. Once it's rendered, uh, actually what I did is I rendered it without my words narrating it because there's a lot of me like talking and, uh, because I'm, I'm really trying to focus on the way that I talk on these videos. I don't want them to be like too much like a radio show. How you doing out there? I'm riding around the world. You know, I want it to be, um, more like Mike Rowe, if anybody's heard about the Dirty Jobs show, I really like the way that he talks. It's very natural. It's very off the cuff, very deep. You know, he's got that deep voice. But uh, the methodology and the, and the pace, uh, he's, he's just so good. And I really want to emulate him and make it so that when you listen to this story, it's almost like you feel like I'm talking to you at a bar. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm intriguing, but I'm also human. I'm not a machine. And the first time I did it, I really didn't like it. And the second time I did it, I really didn't like it. And the third time I did it, I really didn't like it either. <laughs> so what I'm doing is I'm recording the final process, the whole final product, but I'm taking out my audio. And then I'm going to bring it in this basically closet, and I'm going to open up my computer, and I'm going to play it, and I'm going to try and look at it 
and listen to it on my earphones and then record it as I'm looking. Because uh, normally what I do is I come in here and I have a script that I read and then I go back and I put it in and I'm like, well, that wasn't quite the right feeling for what I'm looking at. You know, in uh, high-end studios, they have a sound booth where the person, you've seen it probably, where the guy has big earphones on, he's talking into a pop filter and a big microphone, he's in a soundproof room, and through through glass, he's looking at the scene that he's talking against. I don't have that capability, so I've got to like make do. So probably what I'll do is I'll I'll record it, I'll, I'll render it right now, and then I'll put it on my iPhone, carry it into this room, and play each section on my iPhone while I try to narrate more accustomed to those sections that I'm narrating for. We'll see. We'll see. Either way, I'm really excited about it because um, it's coming out really nice. It's coming out very nice. And uh, it, it, I think this will be, this next video will be the, um, the epitome, uh, the uh, sort of like trailer for the Jaya World Tour. Uh, it'll be something that I can show people and not only that can they see where I'm at, but they can see where I'm going and where I've been. And uh, instead of like the first video, the first Jaya Travelogue, was nice in its day, but it I I've come so much farther, and uh, I look at it and I kind of cringe. I'm like, if somebody goes to the Jio Travelog episode number one and watches it and it says, it might put somebody off that might be interested in something a little bit more adventurous or something more uh, humanistic, and then it's this guy who's who's got this really hi, I'm Matt, and I'm you know, and it was just a little bit too contrived. And uh, I'm hoping that this next one is uh, spot on. Anyways, I'm rendering it now, and I'm hoping to uh, view it in uh, a couple of hours and get it done before Ryan gets here. You know, that's the thing. I, I want to make sure that when Ryan gets here, we can start that story of Ryan. And uh, that story of Ryan, I can't start until I finish this, la- this, this, is this previous one, this previous video. Anyways. That should be done. It should be done in the next few hours, which is great. I'm looking at my desk. I see an eWork um, Bausch Mueller uh, eWork uh, um, um, advertise not advertisement like a instruction manual. Uh, the eWork is the thing that I use to convert the energy from my uh, front tire rotation into power to a USB drive. It's a very cool little device, and it's uh, all weather. It takes a real beating, and uh, I've been looking at it, looking around, because I have two of them now. I have one on my trailer, and I have one on my trike, and for the life of me, I can't find find it. I've got such a stupid memory. (sighs) Maybe Ryan can help me with that when I I get on the road. Anyways, I want to find this this e-work. And then install it in the front. I've I've got to finish my electrical. I think I'm my trike's almost 100, percent but I would like to uh, hook up my electrical uh, components on the front. I have all the electrical on the trailer done, but I need electrical on the front. Another thing that when Ryan gets here, we'll do is we'll go through all my stuff, and we'll figure out what he can carry, what we can share, and what I'll carry. And uh, yeah, it's cool. It's funny how on audio uh, podcasts, something that might be instantaneous to you guys might be arduous to me. 
you just missed uh, me running around the office looking for two AA batteries because in the middle of talking, uh, my uh, recorder ran out, bat- ran out of batteries. And I ended up just uh, having to uh, stop the podcast for a little while and run around and try and find some batteries. Uh, but I'm back powered up and uh, about to continue where I was about to digress um, into a final topic before I finish up this podcast. Uh, talking about podcasts. One podcast in particular. Um, and this might be a regular thing because I enjoy podcasts thoroughly. And I think other people should as well. Not only can you uh, educate yourself on the go uh, while you're doing whatever by sticking a pair of earphones in your head, but you can learn a lot and have a lot of fun along the way uh, by broadening horizons and and learning about different lives and different people. That's why I'm doing this podcast, so that I can hopefully entertain and uh, educate other people in the world about what I'm doing. And so I would like to spread that as well. The uh, podcast in question that I was talking about is called The First 40 Miles. The First 40 Miles is is, uh, hosted by Heather and Josh Legler. They are uh, husband and wife, and they love backpacking. And their their podcast is about uh, those, those critical first 40 miles of a journey that you take and what you need to know in order to maximize your joy and uh, expertise on um, your uh, maybe your first hike ever, maybe your first 40 miles, or you know you can even listen to it if you're a seasoned traveler and get a lot out of it. But uh, the the title suggests and the podcast suggests that even the uh, newbie can get a lot out of the the show, and so. Uh, they do uh, reviews on backpacking gear and and talk about life on the road and, and, and backpacking in particular. Now, I may not be a backpacker, uh, but backpacking is part of my journey. Um, when I stop, when I travel, when I go around different places, and their uh, their product reviews also help out quite a lot because um, lightweight, good quality travel gear is what I'm all about. So uh, I listen to the, I've been listening to their podcast and I've added it to my list of uh, of uh, podcasts I like to uh, um, uh, digest whenever they come out and they're pretty regular and they're pretty entertaining and the di- uh, um, what is it the uh, the relationship between the two of them uh, from an audio standpoint is really nice and I like to listen to them anyways they do a really good job of uh, of their podcast. And the way they present it online and uh, and on uh, iTunes. One of the problems that I found on iTunes is that when you look on your iPhone and a new Jio Nation podcast pops up, which you can get on iTunes, just search for the Jio Nation, J-A-Y-O-E. Um, I only get a very short summary um, on the podcast description when it when it uploads. And I'm kind of disappointed because I, I really just do a fair amount of information there as well as uh, how to get back to the Jio uh, podcast and maybe some specifics and links regarding the the podcast that I'm I'm involved in and you're listening to. And it just has like a dot, dot, dot and more. And when you click that, you don't really see everything. It's just like the first 150 characters. 
If you look at the first 40 miles on iTunes and you click on the more, you get the entire description that they wrote as the blog entry for that podcast post. And um, long story short, long story long, actually, I I went on Facebook and I found their Facebook page and I sent them a message saying, I really like your podcast and I'd like a little advice on how to extend my description so that I could see it all like yours. And uh, so they uh, replied, and it was Josh. And he said, uh, hey, Matt, and gave me some advice. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to fix it personally, but I'm going to take some of their advice and see if it helps. But he also said, you know, uh, hey, is that Jayo, like the Chinese Jayo? <laughs> and I went back. I'm like, how do you know the Chinese Jayo? I know Chinese people know the Chinese Jayo, but uh, the guy's a foreigner. I mean, well, not a foreigner, but a Westerner like me. And uh, so I was like, wow, you know, um, how the hell do you know this? And uh, he replied and said he spent some time in Taiwan and knew uh, words like shuai, which is handsome and, and, and different things. And he says that he still uses those words today. One of the reasons I like Jayo so much is that the meaning is very hard to duplicate in English. Jayo means to add fuel, means to add that oomph, to, to add to, to yourself that thing that makes you accomplish that something. You see how much English words I use to describe that easy, easy to recite phrase, Jayo? There's no phrase in English that really is uh, encapsulating that meaning so easily as Jayo. And, uh, and anyways, I told him, you know, that, yeah, of course, that's, that's the Chinese Jayo. But the, the thing about it, was that when he replied, now this is a guy that I do not know. I simply listen to his podcast. I feel like I identify him, I di- identify him with a, somewhat of a, of a kindred spirit as far as travel goes. And when he replied to me, I kind of got giddy. I was like, oh, sort of like a celebrity just, uh, just replied to me. And he's talking directly to me, you know. And uh, it was funny because... There's probably a lot of people out there that watch my videos and that might communicate with me and might get that feeling when they, when they talk to me, you know, and uh, the effect that we have on other people's lives cannot be appreciated unless you're in the shoes of those lives that are being affected. Does that make sense? And uh, it's just, it's really exhilarating to know that I can put out a product and I've dedicated my life to putting out this product that hopefully people enjoy. Hopefully people um, get a lot out of because I get a lot out of it. And to share it, you know, I get a lot out of the first 40 miles. You know, every time I listen to their podcast, I, I, I extract not only some useful information about travel, but I also get an energized bit of uh, encouragement because I'm like, wow, these guys are traveling around. You know, anytime that you talk to somebody of a similar mindset, it helps you grow as a person. And um, today's day and age, the whole world's interconnected. I'm living in China, but I can listen to Josh and his wife talk on on a podcast, and, and they go into my ear just like they're sitting across the desk from me. And uh, and it's it's a it's an amazing time we live in. So thanks, Josh, for talking to me today, and uh, tell Heather. I said hello, and uh, maybe our paths will cross when I get to the States, and maybe we can do uh, some sort of cooperative thing. <laughs> maybe you can take me on my Appalachian Trail uh, uh, backpacking uh, mission 
because I plan to do the whole Appalachian Trail, get off the trike and uh, do a long, long hike as, uh, as a culminating portion of the end of my uh, Jaya World Tour. Anyways, um, if you would like to check out my podcast, you can go to iTunes and search for Jayo Nation. You can also go to my website, jayoe.com. I have uh, links for uh, the uh, podcast. Videos are hosted there. Uh, Even my uh, Facebook stream is, is presented as well as Instagram and a million other things I'm trying to manage on my trip. If you do want to take a direct look at my videos, uh, as far as even stuff that's outside of the Jayo realm, you can go to my uh, Jayo Nation page on uh, YouTube, which is linked from my main website. If you want to uh, just focus on social media, you can go to Facebook and search for Jayo Life, J-A-Y-O-E-L-I-F-E, and you will find my page there. You can also see my personal page, Matthew Gallat, and uh, if you wanted to send me a personal message and stay off the Jayo grid, you can do that as well. I'm going to end this podcast right now. It seems uh, uh, ap- apropos, right? Is that good? Appropriate? <laughs> so I'm going to end right now and say thanks for listening, and uh, I'll put a link to the First 40 Miles podcast below as well, so you can take a look at that if you're interested. And uh, the next podcast, I'll be talking with Ryan Freeman. And uh, he will be joining from that moment on and uh, imparting his wisdom as we ride around the world on recumbent trikes and uh, enjoy every minute of it. Uh, let's, let's see where it goes from there. Anyways, uh, Jai Yo.